Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot! He was a pro! He never made it this far! A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm brute. You will be. Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Just listen to the old pork chop express fake his advice on a dark and stormy night. You underestimate my power. He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Hello, welcome back to the Random City Podcast. My name is Jimmy in Georgia. I'm here. I'm your host as always. And today we're going to be talking about some more anniversaries of films. That seems to have been my theme as of late and... It'll continue to be so today. One fun thing for me, I guess, I'm testing this audio equipment out here on my new laptop I actually purchased this afternoon. So the past several hours, I've been trying to get this new laptop set up and ready to go with all the programs and things that I normally would use on a day-to-day basis. And so I think it's ready to go. And I think it looks like, just judging by the waveforms in the recording program, everything looks to be going pretty good so far. Well, this morning on Thursday, June 29th, we're going to be discussing a couple movies that I tend to really like, and maybe you will as well. So there's two movies I want to start off with, a little little bit of discussion, and kind of go over those slightly. Both of those share a 30-year anniversary here within the past few days, either previous or coming up here in the next little while. And the other movies I really want to focus in for the majority of the episode are some of my favorites, sort of, but it's like every other movie franchise anymore, (laughs) it seems. The two films celebrating their 30th anniversaries this go-round are Spaceballs, but its 30th anniversary was just a few days ago. Depending on who you ask, it might have been a couple more days ago. <laughs> we'll get there. And the other one is coming up here in just a couple days, next Monday, which I hope to have a special episode out on that Monday. I talked about that last week, that I may from time to time have another episode during the week. And I'm thinking July 3rd, I will have an episode out, hopefully, uh, for your listening enjoyment if you care to listen and enjoy it and if not i'm sorry but <laughs> anyway Spaceballs came out either on the 24th or 26th of june 1987 i've seen varying accounts depending on which website you look at and then also july 3rd adventures in babysitting came out in 1987 so both of those have their 30th anniversary you know right here in this time of year and then the the main part of the show is going to be men in black men in black has its 20-year anniversary coming up on Monday, actually. The third, which would have been appropriate to talk about on Monday, but I have something else in mind for Monday. And then also, Men in Black 2 has a 15-year anniversary coming up on Monday. I really enjoy those films. Like most people, the second one was a little disappointing, but overall, I still like the franchise. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. I'm sure at some point it'll be rebooted, just because everything that makes money is rebooted at some point within Hollywood. I want to go back and talk about these two movies that came out when I was nine years old that I've loved for 30 years at this point, and uh, I think that sounds like a, a good time. And so we're going to start off with Spaceballs, and I, I don't I don't really have a lot of notes for this. Sometimes I, I try to go in and make some notes and, and really have something of interest to say, and I have a couple things like that. I saw some trivia here the last few days. I thought, well, that'd be interesting to share. You're probably familiar with what Spaceballs is. It was mostly a Star Wars parody back in 1987 wasn't a total Star Wars parody. There were other things that were parodied and other, you know, comedy things that happened there. And some of it's just funny for being funny. It was just a Mel Brooks silly comedy. One thing I think is funny about 
Spaceballs was how meta it was before meta was cool. It was a hipster movie. <laughs> Just I love the the whole bit where they're watching the movie on the video cassette theoretically while the movie is being played in the theaters, and then they're fast forwarding and they're like the whole bit of when is then now is great. Michael Winslow from, from Police Academy's in it. I always think that's cool. I love the scene where Darth Helmut is playing with his Spaceballs action figures. And fun fact here that I saw the other day on Mental Floss apparently. I mean, not that he had to, I guess, um, but George Lucas kind of gave some sort of a blessing on the film, uh, as long as they didn't make merchandise. I don't know. That seems a little weird to me, but that's the rumor, I guess. Another thing I thought was interesting, based on the Mental Floss article I saw, apparently Bill Pullman was the third choice for his role in the film. Apparently Mel Brooks offered that role to Tom Hanks and to Tom Cruise, and they both turned him down. Which is interesting. And then another just random fact, again, I saw Mental Floss was R.L. Stein is connected to the only piece of tie-in merchandise that came out for Spaceballs back in the 1980s. And that was, he wrote the Spaceballs The Book. And I've never seen that. Now that I know that's a thing, I kind of think that would be fun to seek out and to listen to or read or something. But I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out at some point. Um, I think that's kind of a fun fact. And another thing you may not know, I, I saw a few of these episodes a couple years back. I want to say that around 10 years ago, and I may be wrong. I don't, again, I don't have a whole lot of notes on Spaceballs. There was an animated series. There were 13 episodes, and I think I saw the first two episodes, and both of those were kind of rehashing of what was going on in the movie. So I'm not sure what material was covered over the whole series. I haven't seen the entire thing. But again, there is some other Spaceballs material out there. And again, this is one of those movies for 30 years, there's been rumors of another movie. One thing I saw on the internet was, the sequel at one point, in the movie they call it the, the search for more money or something, but at some point there was a rumored title of Spaceballs 2 being Spaceballs 3, the search for Spaceballs 2. That sounds that sounds pretty great to me. <laughs> and of course people have been throwing around the idea of the Schwartz Awakens. But yeah, Dark Helmet I enjoyed. I can't even think of Bill Pullman's character's name. I want to say Star-Lord. Obviously it's not Star-Lord. John Candy was great in this film as, as Barf. <laughs> I talked about this a few weeks ago and I talked about Aliens. There's a great scene in there where John Hurt kind of reprises his role from Aliens and has the alien burst out of his his chest at the diner at the end of the movie. It's a funny little movie. It's not quite as silly as an airplane or a naked gun type parody, but it's pretty silly. Bill Pullman played Lone Star, which is the one I I was having a hard time remembering. I love the joke, at least, that George Weiner was Colonel Sanders. Oh, it's, I don't know. There's just there's some funny stuff in this movie. The whole idea of this kind of the Death Star thing. I don't even remember what they call it. Spaceball One or something. Turns into a giant maid, like a mechanical maid, and starts sucking out the atmosphere of Druidia, if I remember correctly. Just some silly, silly stuff in there. And I love the Planet of the Apes thing at the end. Anyway, Rick Moranis. I mean, this it had a great cast, had some funny jokes. It was a good parody. It really was. A lot higher quality of a parody than and some that are out there. And I guess that's all I want to say about Spaceballs. Okay, so the other one, July 3rd, 1987, Adventures in Babysitting came out. And I'm not sure exactly when, but I know I'm pretty sure both of these movies, I was out in the theaters to see, because I remember talking to my friends when we got back to school, especially about Spaceballs. And then Adventures in Babysitting, I might not have seen that until it came out on VHS. I don't remember. But either way, I love this movie growing up. There's there's interesting things in there uh, that probably nine-year-old kids shouldn't see, I guess, but whatever. I'll say that every time I talk about an 80s movie, I think. I don't know. I just think about a lot of these movies. I have an eight-year-old nephew, and I would not let him watch most of these things, at least not right now. 
So anyway, this movie, Richard's Babysitting, directed by Chris Columbus. This was his first directorial job on a major motion picture. He went on to do Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Mrs. Doubtfire, a couple of the Harry Potter movies, one of the Percy Jackson movies, Pixels, all sorts of things that I've enjoyed over the years. So Chris Columbus, great director, in my opinion, of these types of films. He also, fun fact, was the writer on Goonies. He did the screenplay for Goonies, so cool stuff. I was listening to the With B.A.G. podcast, the Brian Austin Green podcast with Steve and Derek, and they talked about this, uh, I forget which episode, but Brian Austin Green was in a pilot. It didn't get sold. It wasn't picked up for series, but he was in a pilot of a TV version of Adventures in Babysitting, which is which is kind of interesting, and it also had Joey Lawrence in it. But Brian Austin Green would have played Daryl had that ever been picked up. And I think it's on YouTube. I haven't watched it. Who knows? I may not. Elizabeth Shue is kind of the main attraction here in this movie. At this point, she'd already played Allie in The Karate Kid. Very soon after this, she is in Cocktail. Then after that, she's in the Back to the Future 2 and 3 as she replaces the original Jennifer Parker. Honestly, she's one of those people that kind of dropped off my radar after the early 90s. Don't know what she's really been up to. I looked over her IMDb a little bit and saw she was in 71 episodes of CSI. I had no idea that she was on CSI. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue's character there, the babysitter, Chris, her boyfriend, at least for part of the movie, was Mike, who was played by Bradley Whitford, who's been in lots of movies, lots of TV shows, but I still think of him as the evil guy in Billy Madison. And I think of Billy Madison. Obviously, I have to do my Adam Sandler impression. Oh, Eric is pregnant. Oh, congratulations, Dippy. Oh, I feel those kicks. He's going to be a soccer player. He is. Oh, he is. So that's my Adam Sandler impression. Again, this Bradley Whitford guy's been in all sorts of things. A few years back, he was in Cabin in the Woods. Sarah in Adventures in Babysitting was played by Maya Bruton. And one little couple fun facts, I guess, here with her. She was on the series Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which I really enjoyed a few years after this movie came out. And then she was also, back to the future connection here, Lorraine's little sister in the first Back to the Future movie back in 1955. She was Sally Baines. And so, I don't know, I think that's cool. A couple Back to the Future actors here. Daryl is about to be in the new Star Trek Discovery as Lieutenant Stamets. I don't know, I find that interesting. One of the fun things, too, about Adventures in Babysitting, I think, is Vincent D'Onofrio. He plays Dawson, the tow truck guy. He went on to be in Law and Order Criminal Intent. He recently, he was... Kingpin and Daredevil. I just watched Jurassic World again. He was in there. He looks so different in 1987. Vincent D'Onofrio is a great little part of, of this. And him, the, um, Sarah thought he was Thor. And so that was honestly one of the first times I really remember being introduced to that idea of the character Thor. I wasn't really familiar with Thor before this. And then not too long after this, they had that Hulk TV movie where Hulk, Thor, and Daredevil were together, which was like the first time I was introduced into Daredevil's whole deal. So like I said before, I had a lot of comic books. I didn't really read them. I, I got the ones that I was interested in the covers, and I tried to draw some pictures or something. So I wasn't familiar with these characters back then. But anyway, going back to this, this is just a fun 80s movie where the kids are out doing stuff they really shouldn't be doing. They're having an adventure. They're out in Chicago. They One of my favorite parts is when they go to the blues club, and you can't leave without singing the blues, and, yet, and they sing the babysitting blues. There, there's some cool stuff there. They get away from the bad guys. I mean, it's just, it's a fun movie. So if you haven't seen either of these old 80s movies, go check them out. Adventures in Babysitting, and I think Spaceballs might be too, on Netflix. And I, a few weeks ago, watched Adventures in Babysitting. She had never seen it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Good movies. We're going to throw in some kind of random old something. I never know. And then we'll be back. We're going to talk some 
Men in Black movies. The Men in Black. Agents J and K hunt down Mikey. Nice sky. Blast them. Now Agent J spots trouble. It's Alien Anchor jumping out of his skin. You're history. Taking down aliens. The Men in Black. New Men in Black action figures and scum of the universe. Each sold separately. Tell me. Like the all-new BK Chicken Caesar Salad. The Tasty BK Veggie. And the fabulous Chicken Whopper. I want one of those. Burger King is teaming up with Men in Black 2 to bring you all the excitement, variety, and value you can handle. Like a BK Hamburger Kids Meal and Toy at just $1.99, it's one of the best deals on Earth. Second standard? Burger King's got something for the whole family. No matter what family you come from. At BK, you got it. Alright, so let's talk Men in Black. Alright, so your big cast, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, Agent K, Agent J. I mean, in Black debuted July 3rd, 1997. This is one of those movies, almost immediately, me and my friends in college were watching this. We loved it. Much like the other Real Smith movie that came out the year before. <laughs> so, domestically, this film made $250 million worldwide. Total was $589 million. Rotten Tomatoes has a 92% score with critics, 79% with audience. It is certified fresh. This is a fun movie. Barry Sonnefeld did a great job. I think it has Danny Elfman's music, just cool special effects. I think one thing a lot of people might not realize is this is based on a comic book. This isn't a comic book I've ever read or ever seen. Okay, fun connection here. Vincent D'Onofrio was in our 30th anniversary of Adventures in Babysitting. He was here. He was Edgar, and then he was the space cockroach in an Edgar suit. (laughs) I need some sugar water. (laughs) I love the sugar water bit. The lady from SNL is in there. He came in, and he looked funny, and he wanted some sugar water. I love the denuralizer. I just love this first movie, especially. Again, I enjoy when they set up things and make historical things part of the movie, like the the old World's Fair was actually UFOs, and this guy was going to steal one at the end. The medical examiner, corner lady, whatever you want to call her, they kept flashy-thinking her, and she ended up being his partner briefly. I don't know. It was, just, it was fun. I like some of this, the little things they throw in there. Tommy Lee Jones says, Elvis is not dead. He just went home. Just is a funny movie. Just good. I like it. I like it a lot. Tried to keep these episodes to around 22 minutes-ish. That's, that's the goal. And so I try not to spend too much time. And sometimes I feel like I don't, I don't say enough, maybe. But oh yeah, I guess the main plot of the movie, I guess I should at least mention that, is the fact that the bugs, whatever, are trying to get to the galaxy, which is basically just a little bobble. It's a little piece of jewelry on a collar. I think that was neat. Special effects that the, the little aliens were inside the people suits. Fun movie. Good stuff. Men in Black 2 came out five years later. So this is its 15th anniversary on July 3rd. It did not do quite as well with the money or the audiences. <laughs> its domestic total was 190 Worldwide was $441 million. Still a lot of money, but down quite a bit from that first movie. And then Rotten Tomatoes wise, 39% with the critics, 45% with the audience. So definitely not certified fresh. And again, I love Men in Black. I enjoyed the second movie. I saw things that I didn't like, just like most sequels, I guess, at this point. They tried to redo things in the first one, which is what most sequels do. Some of those things were successful. Some of them weren't. I liked some of the random cameos in there. Like they had Michael Jackson. I thought that was kind of interesting. I liked some of the kind of, they were, I forgot the name of the fake program, but it basically had like an in search of or a, uh, Unsolved Mysteries type show where they were telling real stories of what actually happened. They went back into Agent K's backstory really in-depthly, actually, and brought him back into the fold. 
honestly enjoyed it. For the most part, there were definitely some parts, you know, whatever. There was some humor that didn't quite land. Um, they had the guy from uh, MTV. Some of it just wasn't quite there. They tried. I, lo- I love the end where they flashy thing the entire New York City with the Statue of Liberty with a giant denuralizer. That was pretty great. I mean, there's some parts of it that are that are good. They really are. But yeah, not, not as successful. For sure not. And then we wanted to in Black 3 because I, I like Morning Black 3 a lot more. I probably have better things to say about it. And Black 3 came out May 25th, 2012. So a little over five years ago. I was, for some reason, thinking it came out a little later in the year. Um, but no, it didn't. So five years and a month ago or so. It did $179 million here in the U.S., $624 around the world. So this is the highest grossing one of all. Audience-wise and critics over at Rotten Tomatoes, 68% for critics, 70% with the audience. So definitely a bounce back from that original one. And here we had some time travel going on, which I'm always a fan of. And we had a young Agent K with Josh Brolin who did a fantastic job. I'd like to see Josh Brolin do some more fun stuff like this. I mean, you had stuff with NASA. You had... So Jay goes back in time to team up with his partner when he was younger to save the men in black, save the future, save the world. Fun. I I liked it. I had a good time. Some friends from church and I went. We had a good time. I just feel like the the past 20 years... The movie magic isn't there as much as it used to be. A lot of these movies, here recently especially, I've talked about some from the late 90s, early 2000s, and those still kind of really kind of captured my imagination. I've seen them, in some cases, dozens of times. Granted, some of that was because I was a poor college kid who just had some VHS tapes, and I would just watch the ones I had over and over and over. But I liked them, and if, if I didn't like them, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know. Like The movies these days just aren't the same. It's not, it's not like they're, they don't have a shelf life. I don't think it's like Avatar. I don't who likes Avatar anymore. Who who cares about Avatar? Who talks about Avatar? I don't care. It was an interesting concept at the time. It was one of the first kind of interesting cool 3D movies. It was neat in the theater. I tried to watch it I think two other times since then and it was super boring. I didn't care. I mean, who who cares about Twilight anymore? I know Steve still makes jokes about it on the Goliverse. Nobody cares about Twilight. I don't think anybody cares about Hunger Games anymore. I kind of feel like people have already forgotten about Divergent, even though that series isn't over. Just those, I mean, I don't think stuff has the the staying power it used to do. Even things that were popular a couple years ago. I, I feel like that's part of the reason these movies are, are doing poorly in the box office. Whether it be, what, a $45 million opening for Transformers here this last weekend, or Pirates, or whatever else this summer, this hasn't performed as well. People just don't care. They're distracted by so many other things. It's just not the same. And I'm sure at some point, Stuff like Marvel and Star Wars are going to kind of fade out. I mean, even though people love them right now, that's not going to sustain itself, I don't think, continuously. I know they do it in such a way they're keeping the market fairly saturated. I guess trying to maintain interest, I guess that's the the mentality of releasing two or three films a year or the Marvel Universe or a yearly Star Wars picture. I don't know. I I know they're going to redo Men in Black. I've heard talk about that for a while, and that's fine. I don't really care. The movies from 20 years ago, they can try to redo. I hope they're better, but they're probably not going to be. I feel like the more they've gotten creative with special effects, the less and less they've gotten creative with the story. One thing I will say too, Men in Black 1 and 2, they had something going for them that Men in Black 3 did not. And that was Will Smith's songs. I always like when Will Smith has a song attached to his movie. Even some movies other people hate. Like, I really liked Wild Wild West. It was fun. It was really fun. And I think that's one of those movies, had it been released in a different time, it might have done better financially. It was kind of steampunk. It was it was interesting. It was different. I've seen that several times. 
As I like to remind everyone every week, you can go over to audible.randomcitypodcast.com. You can sign up and get two free audiobooks from Audible. And there's all sorts of stuff you can listen to. I've just finished Jurassic Park The Lost World, which was much better than Jurassic Park The Lost World, the second movie in the first series of films. And I just watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic World here recently. So I'm kind of in a Jurassic Park mindset to some degree. But those books are great. So if you haven't listened to or read those two books, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, Lost World, check those out. Much better than the movies, even though the first movie was awesome and the second movie not so much. But so much, so much good stuff there. I'm also currently listening to Armada, which was the second book by Ernest Cline, who did Ready Player One. I'm about halfway through, I think, with that. And it's kind of a combination of Ender's Game and The Last Starfighter thus far. Unless there's some kind of crazy twist, I think that's going to ring true for the rest of the book. But I've really enjoyed it so far. So those are three great choices. I'm not sure if there were ever any Men in Black audiobooks that you could find over at Audible. But if they had them, they very well could be there. So again, audible.randomcitypodcast.com. We get you two free audiobooks, 30-day free trial. And those books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can get in contact with us all sorts of ways. You can let us know what you think about Spaceballs, about Avengers and Babysitting, about the Men in Black movies, or whatever else. You can email us, randomcitypodcast at gmail.com. You can call into the show or text us at 773-71-RANDOM. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet us at randomcity. Comment on something over on Instagram, at randomcitypodcast. You're listening to the show now, but if you need to know other ways you can listen, you can find us in iTunes, you can hit us up in Stitcher, under the Jimmy and Georgia radio banner, you can find us in the Satchel Player and in Google Play. And so I hope to hear from you in between shows. And I do hope to have one out next Monday on July the 3rd uh, for some fun movie talk one more time. And so I guess until then, or until next Thursday, I guess if things go awry, I'm Jimmy and Georgia. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>